Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. No, um... no you're fired. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, this is not your typical episode of Minions and Misfits. Uh, we do thank you for tuning in, though. But we're, we're going to do a little bit of a retrospective on season one. Uh, we thank all of you guys for listening. If you've gotten to that point, uh, we're just thankful to have you. We're all gonna... 25 of you oh yeah a lot a lot of you skipped straight to that point because as soon as we released the finale <laughs> like 60 people downloaded it all like immediately once. oh yeah it, yeah it broke our internal records which are not we super were very confused but, yeah it so was... thank you question mark and please and episode one has episode one has passed the 100 download mark yeah hey, that's fun we're almost at so 600 if you're listening downloads to this overall as it goes live then you are mm-hmm. uh part of a very elite group <laughs> <laughs> of about 20 people yeah mm. yeah we just kind of wanted to talk through uh the origins of this podcast how we got here and then just kind of talk about season one as a whole and uh if the boys had any questions for the dm about you know what different things as we go on or just talking through like you know what all went down and just kind of talk about the podcast and then also the future yeah. of what we're going to be doing next yeah just imagine us all sitting down by the fire talking to you, sing a little bit too close for comfort, but... I wish we were sitting around a fire right I now. I know. We're all sitting around a fire. Best I can do mind. is editing in fire crackling noises <laughs> when we're done with this. I feel like that'll make most people think they have hearing issues, but for that <laughs> just put, reason... Just put yeah, a really light... wrong with my headphones? Put a really light tinnitus ring just behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it's like the opposite of ASMR. Yeah, oh. it's reverse ASMR. Uh, also, this will be very much unscripted. Uh, so prepare for little things like this constantly. <laughs> that makes shock less you. scripted than our episodes usually are. Yeah, which is very much also not scripted. <laughs> but we have Cam to help edit those down, which this will be a little more freeform than the episodes, I imagine. Cam's gonna have such a hard time doing yeah. this one. No, he just leaves it. He just doesn't I touch it. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna have an easy time. <laughs> oh wow! I just have okay. to. I have to sync the claps and then. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he syncs the claps and posts it immediately. <laughs> Don't even cut the claps out. Just yeah, post it. just leave it all in. Not quite synced up either. Just like no editing. <laughs> yeah, th- it makes you appreciate what he does in our normal episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna be kind of moderating this, so I'm just gonna be asking a few questions. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, then you can always send those in or. If you have any recommendations or things you want to see on the show, uh, it's never a bad time to follow us on any of our socials or email us. Uh, All of those links are in our description. So uh, please do tell your friends and uh, follow us and like us and do all those good things. They really help us out and encourage us. Yeah, we asked for questions and we all did not deliver. So here we are asking our own questions. (laughs) That was just a little bit sad. (laughs) 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 They didn't have to know that. But listen, this is a behind the scenes episode. They deserve some behind yeah. the scenes information. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, we thought we want to take just a few short minutes. And again, this isn't going to go too long, but just explain how this all got started. Um, I don't know. Does, do any boys want to take it away or shall I? Well, I was not even involved in the original origins of this. So y'all take it away. <laughs> Truth. I, I guess I guess I'll start. So, um, you know, I, 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 I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I listen to them basically 24 hours a day it's kind of an issue um <laughs> we've tried to intervene <laughs> yeah they've had interventions i just run out screaming we actually uh, started this podcast strictly to make him stop listening to other podcasts <laughs> jokes on them i'm listening to adventure time through every episode um no but so i i love podcasts i love role-playing games specifically dungeons and dragons just being honest and uh 
I, I, th- I always thought it'd be really cool to do one, but I always thought like, wow, there are a million all starring <laughs> white boys who look just like us. Uh, yeah. And that is still true. But then I was listening to another podcast. Still white. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I, a lot of them do sound way worse than we do, which is yeah. one advantage we have. How many podcasts have you listened to where you get like 10 minutes in and you're just like, oh man, I cannot stand No, I've literally had to turn some of them off because if it's an actual play and they literally have just a mic in the center of the table and it's like, I can't, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) D20. But I was listening to- Rolls the dice on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But I was listening to a podcast where one of the hosts was saying basically that they would do it without ever being paid. They just liked it that much. And I was like, you know what? I could do that. So uh, I just really want to do it. And, and then guess what? We are doing it. We are, yeah. Well, actually, I connected with Cam. So uh, one of the things that we all share is we are all married, and our wives are very close friends with one another. They were all roommates in college. So our boy Dylan, our DM, got was getting nope. married. I My wife and I traveled to Kansas City because she was in the wedding, and I came because, you know, I'm, I'm a supportive husband, and I knew Cam. <laughs> He's a good husband. <laughs> I, I love the people, but, you know, we weren't as close. Um, we barely knew each other. We, we barely knew each other, but all of our wives kept telling us that we were all so similar. And the joke kind of was, we just need to start a podcast together. And then when, when, uh, then it stopped becoming a joke. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think my, like immediately <laughs> me and Day Cam, one. Hung, me and Cam hung out all the weekend and we both, we both kind of mentioned like wanting to do a podcast and we we're like, Oh, we could, we could do this together. What do you want to do? Make, want to make it about? I like goblins. I also like goblins. We love goblins. What's the other thing that we have in common? We love goblins. We all love goblins. I think our very, my very first words to Dylan in person. No, literally he walks up to me at the, like, it's like day of the wedding. Like we're setting up stuff. He walks up to me. He's like, good to meet you. We need to do a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Just so you know, we're all starting a podcast together. Yeah. FYI, we're all doing a podcast together. We'll discuss I had no choice in the matter. I'm currently sitting with a with a gun to his chest, so uh, yeah, it's literally fine. no choice. It's all fine. Yeah, no. You get accustomed to it eventually. Yeah, as, <laughs> as long as it's not on his diaphragm, it's fine. Yeah, just don't press on my vocal cords. Yeah, it was it was funny because like like Sam said, all of our wives were college roommates, and they were also all in each other's weddings. It's true. So, yeah. I, I started referring to it as the round robin wedding tournament <laughs> because eventually all six of us com- convened in one place for the, the final wedding. Yeah, here we all are at long when, last. <laughs> and that was sort of when me and Sam, when we were taking a break from uh, setting up for the reception and stuff, we just started pitching ideas for what kind of podcast we could yeah we very quickly settled on a a uh D or role-playing game podcast mm-hmm. and about and uh, a couple days a... later like i get a message from both of you saying hey we're doing a podcast it's about goblins do you like the idea <laughs> <laughs> were you still on your honeymoon when we sent that i don't remember probably <laughs> <laughs> i feel really bad if you were but i, I think you you're fine <laughs> that's fine and so like a couple weeks from there is when we figured out the the core idea of exploring yeah, it, moved, it moved shockingly fast honestly yeah what what do the like dungeon 
what did the low-level monsters do when the adventurers aren't around killing them? Yeah, because the only time you ever see them is in the context of, oh, there's a big group of little monsters. I need to get through them to my objective. But they have lives, and that was the whole thing. We're like, okay, goblins are perfect. We all love goblins. They're the quintessential D&D monster that you just run Mm -hmm. through. So they're the perfect... They're the perfect one to explore early on. Yeah, so that's kind of how this all got started. <laughs> I think the one thing we did really want to make sure, because, you know, we we all listen to tabletop mm-hmm. role-playing podcasts. Many, many podcasts. Oh, yeah, big fans. And But one of the one trend is that no matter which one you listen to, most of them, like, you can't really show your family or something because, <laughs> you know, they're very R-rated in, in language mainly. And, you know... I, I'm a Christian, and, and the, the boys here are, are Christians. And so while, of course, our podcast is not like just meant for solely Christians, it yeah, is something we get where... dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... We do, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and good stories can be dark, but we felt like we didn't need to add in the language. We could keep the language and even some yeah, of the content. Strictly swear-free. Yeah. yeah. With, but while still having legitimate dramatic beats, and, you know, I think you can still, still tell a good story. You know, you don't have to be a Disney story in order to be a, you know, yeah. a Christian story, right. obviously. I think there are a lot of really great yeah. ones that prove that wrong. But uh, a part of that process was that we're, we're not explicitly a Christian podcast because, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about storytelling. But because we are Christian, like, that's going to bleed into everything that we do. Mm. And so that was a lot of the discussion ahead of time was like the problem a lot of Christian media falls into is it prioritizes being Christian versus being good. <laughs> Uh, to a... to quote uh, Hank Hill, <laughs> you're not making Christianity <laughs> better; you're making rock and roll worse. Oh, thank you for that oh, reference. Wow. I greatly appreciate that. Well, I think uh, what it's it comes the same down, concept here. What it comes down to is, you know, art. What art really is is, I think, it communicates the human experience, and so therefore it communicates mm-hmm. truth. And you know, I love Lord of the Rings because it communicates fundamental human truths, despite being a fantasy story. And uh, you know, if we do art well, we're communicating a truth, and we all believe a similar truth that is to do with Jesus. And so, our truth is going to come out of there, but we we're not going to like you know make the main character. We're not going to propagandize. Yeah, yeah. no, we're not going to pull no. a C.S. Lewis. We're going to pull a Tolkien. <laughs> oh, but don't be hating on my boy Lewis. I'm not hating on him, but I'm just saying there's no Jesus <laughs> allegory in ours. Yeah, Tuck right. was not a Jesus character. What? Uh, no, no, no. Nor was Gorfit or Wee Hog. Wow. You guys are blowing my mind with these insights. Maybe Gorfit Jr. Gorfit Jr. might have been. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to kick over. <laughs> I think it's a time to move on to the first question because we're already 10 minutes in. Uh, on that topic, though, before we do move on, oh, yeah, part yeah. of part of that uh, philosophy is bled into exploring these little guys is that, you know, all life has meaning and a fundamental value. Mm. And even the, the little guys that we're talking about that you forget about, that was kind of why we wanted to go into this, so... Right. I think, and what I wanted to prove with with Gorfit is, you know, goblin society clearly is is not a great place. A mess. Yeah. <laughs> but when you introduce fundamental truth, like for Gorfit, it was that value of life and the value of of seeing people, even though they look different than you. When you introduce those truths, and that changes people. The truth changes people. And that what happened right. with Gorfit, and you know, the lack yeah. of truth is what really cursed out my people in that in the yeah. workboard thing. I made them each like just so. <laughs> They all personified an evil, and that evil leads to destruction, which I think is, I don't know, I like that right. a lot. Yeah, so that's and, part of the um, storytelling. We also just wanted to represent that goblins, like any other group, are not a monolith. Not yes. every goblin is the same. Not every goblin is going to exactly fit the description of a goblin in the monster manual or 
whatever fiend folio or anything yeah, whatever like that. you're using they're characters that have personalities and arcs and they grow and they change individuals wow who'd have thought yeah. not a concept and i think what's really beautiful about season one and then we can move on is that you know it doesn't matter where you come from doesn't matter what you're born into Mm -hmm. uh, if you make those right choices and, and if you follow what the truth really is, you can create something really beautiful with your life, even if your prospects are not great. Like um, the pile. Like the pile. Yeah. yeah, you can build a pile. All right. Well, my first question is uh, going to kick it over to Dylan. So Dylan. Yeah, this is up. from Gary. No, not actually. Sorry. <laughs> my. Uh, this is. Uh, so this one is about our first season. So you're the one who came up ah. with the pile and the world our characters inhibit. So once you knew we were that you found, well, once you found out that we were playing goblins and that was going to be the main idea, how did you kind of build a story and a world from that? Like, what was your yeah. inspiration? Or what that's power? a fun question. Yeah. yeah. So I have always been a big goblin boy, uh, and so my initial thought was like, all right, I'm going to go dig into all the goblin lore, and then I was like, wait a second, I can make my own goblins. <laughs> I don't have to do just the goblin lore. Uh, so I definitely took inspiration from like classic goblin. Uh, traditions and everything and I did build the society around that but my thought for the season was I want to make an environment that can be changed that can have our characters grow in that can challenge them in different ways and so whenever I DM all of my DMing is based on character interaction really more than anything else my goal is to provide an environment to which to explore characters because that's the most fun part of all of role-playing, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, so really, my my strict goal was I want to make a world that Gorfit and Weehawk can change, uh, for better or for worse, depending on their decisions. And I want those decisions to have consequences on every end. So uh, my damning is like 50% 50, 50 planned, 50% improvised, because you can never account for everything when you're playing a role-playing game, ever. Ever. No plan survives first contact with the goblins. Absolutely not. Or really any player. So, yeah. No, a lot of just fun goblin times and a lot of like, okay, how does the world work and what can they do to it? I, and I think you did a great job. I mean, it was funny because I feel like a lot of a lot of season one is us saying, what if? And then it actually, yeah. we, <laughs> this should have never worked. And yet it did. And I think that was really cool. Um, <laughs> well, then for Cam. So Cam, you played Weehawk who was the goblin ranger uh how did you come up with how did you, how did you come up with that character like what was your inspiration or did you always want to play a ranger like how how did that character creation work for you in your mind so weehawk was a character that i had used in an early kind of proto form before um i actually created him when my wife alexis decided she wanted to dm for me a solo game Ooh, one -on -one so i was D &D. like what what if i created this goblin that had sort of semi incorporated himself into big folk society as like a a hunter slash bounty hunter um and his favored foe would be big folks so <laughs> humans elves um and um, the name, he was always named Weehawk. Oh, really? Um, Even from the start? On yeah. That one? And f so I came, I thought, 
I came up with that name, but I actually just had it implanted in my head. Um, it's a name taken from a Ralph Bakshi movie called uh, Wizards. Oh, cool. Um, okay. It's fun. a really great animated movie that I would recommend wholeheartedly yeah, to deeply anybody. Deeply underrated creator. He, yeah. he made The Hobbit, Anybody right? who likes American animation, yeah, he did The Hobbit. <gasps> the the Hobbit. Well, no, they, they, did the, they did the Lord of the Rings one. They didn't do The Hobbit. Breaking oh. Bass was The Hobbit and Return of the King. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I cut you off. You're good. Um, but yeah, Weehawk is actually the name of an elf in uh, Wizards. Um, nice. But he's kind of like an elf part elf part goblin he's shorter than an elf that we would expect from tolkien or something like that um wood elf not a anyways high elf. <laughs> it, right it's an it's an excellent movie classic american animation ralph bach she is Yay. a national treasure was that one rotoscoped as well or was that different for his other i think parts of it were okay um completely has... off topic sorry <laughs> very <laughs> unique animation and very um unique designs it's kind of a uh, post-apocalyptic fantasy. Oh, sick. I gotta go watch um, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, I actually also have a uh, a goblin miniature for my Age of Sigmar army that I nice. based off of the poster for that movie. Some heavy inspiration. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Just as an aside. But um, his personality changed a lot in between... <laughs> um, then and even just the pilot yeah um but i changed again between the pilot and the second episode um because i felt he was a little bit harsh um in the the pilot i wanted to kind of uh pull back the reins on the sort of xenophobic aspect of his personality. Well, and that's part of why I, I really liked, and, and honestly, that's why we went, so each of us recorded a pilot where we DM'd, and the other two were playing. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you all got to listen to my version yeah, last week. Yeah. Um, literally, the reason we went with mine is because I loved the characters of Weehawk and Corfit so much and how they played with each other. Mm. So right. that, like, it wasn't my DMing that was why we chose that one. It's because of them. Like, they were just such a beautiful pair, and you got to see them change throughout the whole thing. It was great. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's Weehawk. He also started off using a crossbow, but I decided it. I liked him having a, a yeah. long bow. Hunter with better. a bow felt better, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then towards the end, I was really happy that he got a uh, a firearm from the dwarves. <laughs> so I like the idea of his. I like the idea of him being like a an Sniper. archer, <laughs> but no, I like the idea of him being an archer. But he's got one trick up his sleeve, and uh, that trick is is blowing you away with a, a <laughs> gunpowder sniper rifle. Gunpowder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for oh, for Gorfit, so Gorfit was actually the first ever. I believe he was the first ever tabletop character I ever played. Um, wow. Years ago. Okay, wait, wait, but before yeah. before you delve into the story, we need to talk about the name. Okay. Uh, it's really yes, profound. We never directly, we never directly addressed. Ten points to anyone who figured it out before name. this moment. Yeah. How, why did I name him Gorfit men Timber? We mentioned it. At, we mentioned it at least once in Probably. the series, but we never mentioned his last name. So Gorfit Timrick is his full name, and if you read it out, you'll see that it is in fact. Kermit the Frog backwards. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. I, I am a huge Kermit fanboy. That's pretty fan good, boy. Cam. 
<laughs> oh. yeah, I, I, Muppet I, series? I, Muppet myself. season? I am. Yeah. Muppet minions? Muppet <gasps> minions. Minions and Muppets. Minions I'll and, be Rizzo. Minions or, and Muppets. Or Pepe the Prawn. Where we forget season two. We have a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw away all these post-it notes. Yeah, it's fine. You don't need them. Take I, your tape off the wall. Get the string down. <laughs> I'm actually a huge Kermit fanboy. Like he's the one celebrity. Are you really? I'm, I love Kermit the Frog. I love the Muppets, but um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. The plan was never to model it after. I just thought it was kind of funny to do Kermit the Frog backwards. But uh, <laughs> I played him in a Pathfinder. Another little green dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I li- I played him as a druid in a short-lived Pathfinder campaign, and he oh, that's had. Right. A, I remember you telling me about those. Yeah, he had a that. he had a bear named Izog, so Fozzie backwards. You uh, you both <laughs> took characters from old campaigns for this, <laughs> and reinvented them. Wow! He was kind of like a crazy old shaman in the Pathfinder one. So in this one, he he well, if you listen to the alternate pilots, in one he's a rogue, and in one he's a bard, and we played him as a bard rogue because I like the idea a rogue a rogue uh, a rard as Gorfit would say. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because that one that one step into rogue that gets him the extra d6 on advantage is is pretty brilliant. Um, he was kind of our DPS for the first half of until the you season. got Gloomstalker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until we hit level three and I was able to get that extra attack. Yeah. But with Gorfit, I really I wanted to. Again, I was exploring the idea of you know someone raising a pretty depraved society, discovering some sort of truth, and, and so I I think. One one of the big parts of his character that was hinted at in the final episode, but was never really touched on and didn't really need to be, um, was when I was designing him on Hero Forge, you know, just to get an image in my head. I, I, I gave his sword, like, he has like a cane, like a, almost like a sword cane, but without the cane part. That's his rapier. <laughs> but it's it has a sword. A, oh, yeah, it's just sword. Uh, but he has like a... He like stole the, stole the sword part of somebody's cane. Some old man's sword cane. <laughs> But I imagine that he put a little like it's sapphire on the end of it, like because I wanted the idea to be like if he did kill, had to kill somebody, he wanted them to see something really pretty before they died. Yeah, he which just glued it to it. Oh yeah, but no. So the idea is that he didn't that he survived by not being the big bulky guy. That he survived by kind of talking instead of mm-hmm. using his fists, and then that you know comes to a culmination in the whole series, basically. the whole campaign. Yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. really explore that. It was very fun. Right, yeah. As as much as the final episode came down to a crazy big battle, a lot of what we accomplished throughout the campaign was based on talking well, and, and negotiating. And part of that too is that that part of that, that final battle, the the reason for that was not because of you guys. Those were those because of the actions of Tuck Tuck, not because of your yeah, actions. We were clean, yeah, we were cleaning up <laughs> somebody else's mess, which I think also is perfect for what Weehawk and Gorfin yeah. get themselves into. They're like, yep, we're in charge. Oh, somebody's coming to ch- yep, tear yeah. down the pile. <laughs> All right, so... Hey, we won. Oh, man. Oh, crap. <laughs> Got a few quick questions that we can go around and do. This one is open to whoever wants to start, but what was your favorite episode of season one? That one's from Thelma in Louisiana. Sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Whatever you say. Uh, my favorite ep that's oh. a tricky question i'm gonna okay. have to let me go look, look at our back. list of, of episodes real yeah. quick hang on well so I think okay wait him, hand before that let's talk about our favorite name which is easily episode nine the gobturian candidate oh i don't know let me look through the names okay um, 
Also, the names are the most important part of our entire podcast. We put more thought into the names than we do of any other part of the podcast. <laughs> there, yeah, there was definitely more um, more talk about names, like in terms of like discussions back and forth and like almost debate about names than there was like, about, argument about any other creative decision. <laughs> we were all on board on everything else, but we disagreed so strongly on names. I'm I'm fond of wheeling and dealing. I did wheeling like, and dealing is very good. And and permission to kill, which I think is a funny low-key take on license to kill i okay i i have my top two i i do like allergic to pain i'm allergic to pain i think was a really good mm-hmm. starter but raidception i think is just perfection and so we yeah, all have different ones because my, my top three starting with the gobjerian candidate and then number two would be from plan one to plan a uh mm-hmm. and then my that third one, one is taming of the glood nice okay i guess just all our names are hits because we all have different favorites <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, tweet your fav- favorite at Minions to his friends. When it comes to favorite episodes, yeah. I think I mean I have two. My real favorite is kind of a cop out, but I love our Star Wars special. I just that was very fun. Yeah, I I love it. I I think just the simple sound editing that Cam did was really great. But I also just loved. I I, I lo- I'm a big Star Wars fan. In case if you haven't listened to the special, but no, I, it it just went off the rails, and I loved that. Yeah, like it was very worth the time that I put into highlighting every one of our in-character lines and oh, then dude, the, the editing on that was still putting notch. the filter in them oh. my my favorite bits though are the ones where like one of us goes from in character yes. to out of character in the same <laughs> sentence yes. and i just have the filter drop just off, drop off. It, i loved it so much <laughs> Well, I think beautiful. Sam does that a couple of times and i just i thought it sounded great every single oh, time so good well, uh, that my one, favorite episode, though, I will stay with the Star Wars one. Sorry, and then you're I'll fine. It off. Well, what's cool is like I only plotted out very little of that episode. Like I knew that the Emperor's coming. Oh, of be, course. But like everything with Sarah and that, like I would had a table for items that were like it was oh, a D and D table. I loved him so much. But yet each thing, like with the hand and the orb, each thing like transferred really well to Star Wars. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. it was just super fun, and I had a really I, that was just really fun. But I also did like the whole uh, Scrooge McDuck stuff, like the, like us doing the Scrooge on Tuck Tuck was probably my highlight of the that. Time. Is my favorite episode, yes. Scrooge McTuck Tuck? That is what I was favorite. gonna say too. It was by Scrooge far our best Tuck episode. Was, like it's not even a competition. Some of the some of that between that and the finale, mm. those are my two favorite episodes because of the just the amount of thought and consideration we put into planning. Yeah. Um, yeah, like part of the like, uh, Dylan even said it. Like part of the reason the finale went so smoothly for Weehawk and Gorford is because our planning was just so thorough. <laughs> Did not expect it. I think yeah, Tuk is easily the fi- the best. I also have a very um, strong affinity for our pilot. I really enjoy the pilot. <laughs> I also really liked when they went to the village. I feel like that was a high point for Gorfit. Yeah, that he, was a big. That was a huge character moment. Yeah, where he really showed the, his nobility, and then he went the downhill. Reception episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, so uh, next question for everyone is: if you could play any fantasy monster, like going forward, if you could pick any monster, D anD D, Star Wars, whatever, what mon- like, and just do a season about it, like not have to worry about <laughs> planning or anything, but just if you could pick literally any oh, monster, okay. just for fun, not have to fun. worry about how it would actually work. Yeah, like not mm-hmm. not logistically. Oh. What, oh, man. Which one would you choose? Hmm. Fantasy monster? 
It could be I'm Star be Wars sci-fi monster. Sci-fi. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be the one that says flumps. Yes, absolutely. What, that would be lovely. What are flumps? What do you mean? What's a flump? Oh man, you don't know what you're flumps fired. Are. We're banning you from the podcast. <laughs> Season three is flumps. flumps. Flumps are lawful good. I don't remember what uh, class of monster they are. Hold on. Flump five e. They live in the Underdark. They're the only lawful good creatures that live in the Undergar- Underdark. Oh. They're, aber- they're lawful good aberrations. They look like uh, the flying spaghetti monster, basically. Yeah, literally. They're, they're, just they a, like. they're just a pile of string. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. It's like, you know Tanglia they're, from Pokemon? It's like yeah. that. <gasps> yeah, they look a little bit like that. They're like a flying saucer with a bunch of tentacles coming out of the bottom oh, of it. Flump is great. Love that. Uh, that's a, that's an yeah. excellent, excellent answer. Uh, mine is much more boring than that. I would love to be like the shapeshifter from the thing. Like something like that, I Ooh. think would be really interesting to play. That would be cool. I have like five answers. Like I think I think going back to being stormtroopers or droids from Star Wars would be really fun. But I also yeah, think B1, some B one battle droids. Oh yeah. But I also think like <laughs> being a thrall of a vampire could be pretty fun. Yeah. Um Yeah. But then at the same time, this one just hit me as you guys were talking about like Tangela from Star Wars. What if there was like a from Pokemon, I'm sorry. Like I was going to say, wait, what did you say? <laughs> you know Tangelo from Star I, Wars? <laughs> I would love to play like the Pidgeys on Route 1 of like any given Star Wars game. Yeah, just Pidgeys and Rattatas. Yeah. You said Star Wars again. So, oh, sorry, Pokemon. <laughs> We're just violating all the IPs. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm pretty open to a whole bunch though. Yeah, Pidgeys and Rattatas all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or Tribbles from Star Trek. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, do Tribbles. I would do a Tribbles. Hmm. That'd be so fun. Just roll around the ship and multiply. It's fine. Yeah, your your goal is to just multiply as much as possible. Although honestly, if we were doing Star Trek, we would all just be red shirts. Like that that yes, is 100%. Yeah. Red shirt red shirt yeah. uh expedition down to the planet surface. We're in a way team. Here we go. Okay, so uh sorry, what? Ah, you're fine. I was gonna say, as far as droids and stormtroopers go, I definitely want to revisit two four six oh one and uh oh, he was such a fun character. <laughs> that that was really fun to do as well. Like I enjoyed I really enjoyed being yeah. like the casually threatening, like drunk on right. power kind of character. That was really fun. And I just feel like my style of characterization fits it was playing a droid it, it, really, really well. It was one of my favorite I'm, things. I'm super happy with how the uh the security the whole security breach bit went when he was just like <laughs> like looming over yeah. uh what's his name? The Zero. shop yeah, Sarah the shop owner just being like, This is a security risk. <laughs> <laughs> I've still I've referenced the rabble line like frequently now, like in my normal yeah, life. Sub- <laughs> subduing the rabble was a joke that really had legs, I felt like. <laughs> Although for me my, one of my favorite if moments rabble, in- then subdue. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the episode still has just got to be, and this might be tooting my own horn, but Palpatine. This whole and, episode is tooting her own horn. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> but Palpatine this emitting, emitting thunder and all the Keldor thinking it's a rave. Yes. So I, I just want Dave Filoni to film that and send it to me. Please, Dave, make it happen. As soon as the lightning stops, just the beat drops. <laughs> it's basically an Earl Knotts video. <laughs> Also, just the I- the idea of a like how it turned into basically a parody of a uh, 
what do you call it? Like a quest in a video game where you have to bodyguard somebody. Oh yeah, the the um. See, I knew until you started asking me. Right, but just escort mission. that it became, yeah, an escort mission. But <laughs> the, it's an escort mission that you can't fail because you're escorting the emperor. Yeah, he's way more powerful than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> I love you just armor, sitting with one, the shield, but it's also going one with of the emperor. The mo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, he has plot armor. Two, he's the strongest character in the lore at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was a fun episode. Cannot be man. killed. I do like just the we dawning need realization. B1, we need to do a B one battle droid episode for sure at some point. Oh yeah, a lot of Roger Roger Rogers. <laughs> Roger Roger. Um, Roger Roger. Although although the yeah yeah I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, that that was really fun. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna go into another episode, but we don't have a whole lot of time. It's okay. Yeah, we've we've tooted our own horn enough. Um. So okay. Uh, if that's like the fantasy monster, that's like you're like if you, again, dream monster to play. Is there any specific system that you, if you, again, not worrying about logistics, but just a system mm-hmm. to play, what would it be? Hmm. I need to look up the name of it real quick because I had seen it earlier. One second, because I don't want to get this wrong. Well, one that I really would like to play, um, but I find that it would be slightly more difficult to really fit with our minions and misfits kind of theme is called Frontier Scum. Ooh. Which I mean, it would fit in the, with the misfits part, but it's hard to fit into the minions part. Which is a it actually started out as a hack of Morkborg, um, but it's a Western themed role playing game, and it has one of my all time favorite role playing game rules in it. Which is instead of characters having armor, because it doesn't make any sense for cowboys to be wearing armor, <laughs> everybody everybody in a Western always has their hat. And the first time you get shot, you can choose to have your hat fly off of your head instead of taking any damage. And then that. at the end of an encounter, you roll, you make a luck roll to see if your hat survives. It's so good. It's it just such a good head. little system. It's a genius <laughs> idea. Oh, I love that. Okay, uh, the dream system. I found this when doing a bunch of research on other TTRPG options. And I don't. I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation, uh, but it's called Gubat Banwa, um, and it's a Southeast Asian like fantasy role playing game, specifically Filipino, uh, and it it focuses entirely on like um, honor and war and drama and like all of his heirs and exploring that as storytelling. Uh, and it looks really cool. It's like uh, basically honors and deaths and all that. And it looks really fun, but it'd be difficult that does to sound explore. super cool in our settings. (laughs) I think, uh, so we mentioned this in, I think the Morkborg episode, but I really like the one ring from free league. Uh, like anything free league, really. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, uh, again, it's, it's middle earth that I, and I'm in love with middle earth, but I don't think Yeah, we both have a problem when it comes to middle earth. Yeah. Like I have a lot of middle earth stuff. I spent way too much of my life. Spent, too much memorabilia. Anyway. I just got like several different books for Christmas regarding <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm probably getting a Tolkien tattoo at some point. Like it's fine. We can all get matching ones. It's fine. Yeah, uh, so uh, on each cheek, it's a great, it's a great system, but I think it is more lent to, to drama than comedy. Uh, and I also think that uh, when it comes to the villains in middle earth, they're not really meant to be redeemable. It's meant to be kind of a very uh, stark epic where it's like the bad guys are bad and the good guys are good. There are a few places where we can, might be able to use in the future, but I don't... Well, and even even if it's not, like, a, like 
redeemable villain. There's usually sympathetic villains like Saruman, who like had a fall from grace kind of thing. Like a lot of it's fall from grace right. when it comes to villains. That's and, true. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking like the in terms of minions, like orcs and yurikai. Really? Oh, sure. No, they're just yeah. Pure there's evil. yeah. That's it's one of the places where a lot of more recent Tolkien mm-hmm. adaptations go wrong is they there's not meant to be a lot of room for shades of gray. No. In, Tolkien's world it's very much a battle between good and evil yeah it's but always it, been that but it is a great system so the one ring it, oh yeah like and I'm I'm incorporating pieces of it into my current uh campaign that I'm running with some friends yay but yeah, uh always okay. bring it in so we're running low on time so oh before we move on to the next question I think or do we want to talk about the next campaign just as we end? we'll just have a brief mention of it yeah okay we'll, do, we'll talk yeah. about what we're um, doing we'll, we'll do that so, I think after this next question, because the next question is the yeah. last one. So this is the last okay. question. Just uh, all right. So this is the last question. But uh, what would you like to see us as a group do in the future? Like again, yeah. really, is really, this to us or the audience? <laughs> if you do, <laughs> hey, audience, if you have okay. something, then please do send it. But I'm talking to more of us here who are recording. Uh, really, vision, just vision casting right now. Uh, what What would you like to see us do? Again, I'm so bad at vision casting. Why would you ask me this? Um, well, obviously, like we've done a little bit of it, and um, I think we kind of always had the intention of doing more of it, but that is just exploring the differences between the three of us as DMs and players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look forward to having, you know, varying campaigns with varying DMs and varying styles. I think because mm-hmm. it's. I think we talked about this before we started recording. Actually, uh, it's rare that you see um, a tabletop RPG podcast with an overarching theme, uh, and that is very so much something we have with Minions and Misfits is exploring these you know underdeveloped, underseen characters mm-hmm. uh, around or you know types or creatures or whatever. Uh, and so I think like while our first season was absolutely comedy, <laughs> uh, I mean there's a lot of options for exploring inside that theme. Um, and it can it can take a lot of different shapes while still staying true yeah. to our theme, which I think is gonna be really fun to see with all of us DMing and having a bunch of different creature types and how we explore those types. So I'm looking forward to the variety and seeing branching into uh, dipping our toes into other genre while maintaining our same core. Mm-hmm. I think what we will end up seeing with some of our what we're doing next, I mean we're basically every season kind of has to end with either redemption or damnation. I think that's going to be really interesting because, you know, we're dealing with traditionally a lot of characters who are traditionally portrayed as evil. And so either they will be redeemed like Weehawk or Gorfit, or they're going to be, and terribly like uh, the Morkborg, which I think is going to be really interesting and dealing with what Where really, do we end? Yeah, where do we, right. well, where do we end and what, what redeems and, yeah. and what dams? And I think that's a cool mm-hmm. question that. It's a very good question. Yeah, which is at the heart of a lot of the stories we're going to be telling. But we're going to soak yeah. that in a whole bunch of humor. Yeah. But seeing as this is a behind the scenes episode, we should mention this as well. Part of the original idea for this podcast was that at the end of the season, we would just have a group of adventurers come through and wipe like everybody out because there's just the group you don't even have a second thought about. But when it came down to it, we got so attached to Gorfit and Weehawk that we're just like, we can't, yeah. we can't. So we had a, we had and a redemption I, story. Yeah. Instead. And I think if, if Weehawk and Gorfit had behaved more, Gobliny, like badly, <laughs> yeah, more less redeemably. Yes, I think it, that would have been a good ending for mm-hmm. us. To, it didn't uh, fit with how we were redeeming <laughs> them, though, and so we decided not yeah. to go with that. Yeah, 
if they but had, that was the original thought so yeah i don't i don't think there was ever a timeline in which gorfit and weehawk weren't going to grow as characters throughout mm-hmm. this uh this because that's just that was our whole thought players. behind it yeah that's, yeah that's the kind of players we are that's the kind of people we are that being um, said and not ultimately all of them that's the <laughs> Right, and ultimately that's the kind of content we wanted to put out there, at least for this first season. Yeah, um, I do look forward to exploring. Yeah, we, we, each season, you know, will will the characters grow or will they, you know, fall back even farther? Will they backslide? It is a very interesting dichotomy that we are who we are, trying to tell the stories we're trying to tell, all with characters who start out basically evil. Yeah, well, and that's part yeah. of the beauty of role playing is you stepping into other shoes that aren't yours. Yeah. So. Oh. I had uh, one more thing I was going to bring up. Please. Um, on the subject of the three of us trading DM and player duties is that starting off, I wasn't super sure about the way things were going to go with just a DM and two players, <laughs> which is why I was particularly insistent on having uh, guest stars, which ended up being Becca playing as yeah, old one. in yeah. the, the <laughs> middle two episodes. Shout out to Becca. Um, yeah, shout yeah out thank to you, Becca, Becca for great. joining us. Sorry you couldn't join us on um, more. But <laughs> um, but as things went on, I felt like having two players in a DM made the DM feel more like a player than mm, just yep. a DM. Yeah. yeah. The but interactions I, felt really good. And I feel like that's something very different than what you get from most actual play mm-hmm. RPGs where you have that's very true three four five sometimes six players um there's fewer voices drowning each other out first of all it's easier to tell who's playing who but it and also it. helps it also helps build our three chemistry to where um yeah we definitely found which is actually an early concern I think of Sam's was that trading dm duties might interrupt the chemistry between the players from season to season um but i think it ended up doing uh the opposite in that having so few people made it so that our chemistry will pretty much be preserved regardless of who is in what seat yeah i feel like uh, it it definitely feels like it's obviously different because everyone has their own different style of dming but our our chemistry remains the same which i think has been a really strong suit of this whole podcast yeah because i think one thing and not throwing trying to throw any other podcast on the bus but a lot of times you know when a long running listen listen up man mercer (laughs) (laughs) we're gunning for you (laughs) um no, but a lot of times if you listen to any tabletop podcast... Critical Role, for instance. Okay, stop. It's, <laughs> they're literally the one exception to this rule where they'll yeah, be... I know, do- I know. That's why I'm doing oh. it. <laughs> but they'll have, you'll have like one DM for like the first season, which gets really popular and it's really long. And then it ends and they switch to one of their co-hosts. And there's always a little bit of a diminish. And I don't feel like that's happened with us, which has been really cool. I think part of that is because we're, we're flipping it so often where... You don't get comfortable with one. You know, I think every time we've kind of done a special, I've liked our specials. And He's talking about the Adventure Zone graduation. Oof. Uh, well, <laughs> you can go on and fight the McElroys. I'm going to be sitting over here. You don't even um, pronounce their name right. Oh, McElroys? McElroys. Yeah. Sorry. McElroys. Whatever. We're coming um, for all of you. <laughs> no, but it's, ha- it's happened with several that I've listened to. and I've, No, it has. Again, it, it's, a, it's a consistent problem. Yeah, and again, not throwing hate. I'm just saying that I was concerned about that, and I don't. I'm not as concerned right now, which is nice. 
It's very good. Also, yeah, the Adventures on Steeplechase with Justin DMing is extremely good. I have li- I have not listened to that yet. I will check that one. Highly out. recommend. Go check it out. Yeah, check I, out ours, but yeah, also uh, check out theirs. Let's let's do f- like finish off this. Yeah, recommending sort of some portion other portion with recommending some. Yeah, what's influenced other actual us? play content? Ooh, that we yeah, like. I think. Yeah. And, and oh, pair onto that. And again, we're at we're at forty five minutes, so we got to wrap. That's up fine. Soon. No one cares. But uh, I, I will say this: if you can't insert while you're recommending any any. DMs who have inspired you or, or GMs who have inspired you or helped influence your gameplay that can be listened to on the interwebs. Uh, you can also kind of point that out. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I always like to shout out to those who have kind of helped me learn to be a better DM, I guess. You know, yeah. Uh, my number one influence is Brennan Lee Mulligan. 100%. That guy is insane. I have no idea how he does what he does. His NPCs have been the inspiration for like how I create characters because they're always so memorable. Uh, and yeah, I don't know how he does anything that he does. Uh, he is, uh, working with, uh, dimension 20 is the show that he does. If you want to go check him out, incredible DM seems like a pretty cool guy, which I can meet him someday. Good times. Um, one of my biggest inspirations, at least, uh, podcast wise is, uh, a good friend of mine from way back when I first started getting into the world of nerddom, um, his name's Logan Jenkins. Uh, you can find him on Twitter under that name, but he co-hosts a podcast called VRE, or Very Random Encounters, where uh. every season they choose a game and they randomly generate as much of the story character's <laughs> world as they can using random tables, and then they play that out and they see where it goes. And um, That's fun. I got a lot of my sort of style I feel like I take from him although a lot of my style is kind of self-taught as well um, but some of the ideas that I brought with me into this project with you guys I got from them like rotating DMs and uh, changing games and changing subjects with each season Very nice. Uh, so I definitely recommend that you listen to Very Random Encounters because uh, those guys are great yay yeah I think for me, um, I have a short laundry list, uh, but no, I, so I first really got into these types of podcasts because of You Meet in a Tavern, which is still running. They're doing, oh yeah, yeah, I'm actually a supporter, so you can actually hear my name uh, whenever they list those out, but, uh, so that was a really big influence, but I think also Matt Colville from MCDM, I, mm-hmm. like, now a faithful listener, but also <laughs> uh, one that is, goes really under the radar, but massively underrated, and I think I learned a lot, a lot from this guy was uh, Tom McGee from Dum Dums and Dragons. Okay, uh, I don't even know this one. I'm going to have to check this out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a company called Dum Dums and Dice, and they do a bunch of different ones. But I think Tom McGee it, it DMs most of them. But he is really, really fantastic at incorporating jokes into the story. Not in terms of like making the story a joke, but if someone makes a, a side, that, that'll, that'll be built in. And it, oh, it I really, love that. It becomes something really cool. It, it, it kind of happened with this campaign, but he's a really, really talented DM. I really admire him. But yeah, so... Check all those cool people out. Please do, please do. Um, oh, and for an, for an individual episode of something that I'm particularly fond of, um, Critical Role did a one-shot oh, they have Call enough of viewers. Cthulhu RPG <laughs> that is... Well, so there's not a lot of quality uh, horror RPG actual plays. That's true. And that... That one shot of Call of Cthulhu that uh, oh, I haven't heard they did, 
is fantastic. Oh, it's set in the it's set in the Crystal Palace when it's still like before it burned down. Um, oh, the guy with the with the mohawk DMs it right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what his name is. Unfortunately, Talison, Talison, Talison Jaffrey, or something like that. That doesn't yes. sound like a real name. <laughs> something like Game of Thrones name. It's funny because I've never <laughs> seen Game of Thrones. Talison something. I I almost forgot the most important inspiration to my oh. style of writing and my style of comedy, and that is Acquisitions Incorporated. Yes, the, Chris Perkins, the Penny Arcade the guys. A plus. Chris Perkins, Mike Trahulik, um, Jerry Holkins from those guys from Penny Arcade. They their style of comedy has been. Oh, I love it. Yeah absolutely inspirational to me in the way that I write and improvise even. Chris Perkins taught me one really important and obvious thing about DMing, and that is that when you are conveying information through a character, you don't have to always convey it in the voice of that character, which yes. sounds really obvious, but as a yeah. as a <clears throat> less experienced DM, I would try to always do that, and it got really annoying. But then Chris Perkins would just be like, oh, and then he also says, and then he just explains stuff. Which, yeah, 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 right. Mm-hmm. He, t- he tells you Good. such and such. If Chris Perkins can do this, so can I. So, yeah, I, I'm not copping out. I've been a long-time listener of Acquisitions yeah. Incorporated highly, content. Highly recommend. Every single player they've ever had has been hilarious. Um, they like way back when they first started, they had Will Wheaton playing with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they really? A lot. Yes, that's awesome. Um, his his character actually like died really early on. <laughs> and so they, Spoilers. They would const- they would constantly like uh, have like memorials to him. <laughs> Oh, I love that. But yeah, uh, so there's our inspirations. Please check all of them out if yeah. you have time. But, but please... Uh, just do it anyway. Oh, yeah. But please do also recommend us to your friends. We hope we inspire you. Yeah. Um, Sam has a yes. problem listening to podcasts all day, so we'll be imparted on to you with all our new recommendations. Oh, yeah. Right. Hopefully we are the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. But if you enjoy us, please do tell us to your friends about us, like us, follow us, do all those good things that really is yeah. a help to us. Because we ain't done yet, folks. No. Season two is a coming. Yeah. Season two's are coming, and here's a sneak peek. Uh, first off, the DM will be <gasps> me, da, 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 da. Cam. Oh. Um, you guys gotta, <laughs> Wait, you guys, what? <laughs> no I've been fired. Oh, okay. Everybody's everybody's disappointed. Everybody turned off this episode. Everyone, yeah, watch our viewership numbers drop immediately right uh, there. <laughs> but you guys got a little sneak peek of my style in uh, my Mark pilot Mark. last week. And Morkboard. Um, and Morkboard, Mark 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 Mark, yes. Which I like. I looking back, I liked my job that the job that I did on the pilot better than. We're always the, the most critical of our own work. work. Like but, I am never satisfied. Like fun story, I've only listened to one full episode of our podcast, and it was the Star Wars episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've listened to every episode, some of them twice I like because I like some of the bits that we had. I majored in broadcasting, so I got used to listening to myself that a must long be time nice. ago. Um. But season two. But the no, I don't mean my two. like voice. I like my voice. I don't like hearing my own work because <laughs> I'm never satisfied. Uh, <laughs> um, the GM will be me. The system will be Into the Odd yes. by. Let me find oh, the yeah, uh, creator's name. Chris McDowell. Chris McDowell. Yes, with art by Johan Noor, who is also the creator of Morkborg. Also um, from Free League Publishing. Published. <gasps> yes, sponsor by us. Free League. Um, it is a rules light. To get sponsors. Hey, hey. It is a great rules light system. Um, 
that I think will sort of clear the way for our setting, yeah. which I'm very excited about. I'm so excited. Is it is Neverland from yes. the Peter Pan stories? Uh, Not Michael Jackson's fantastic, Ranch. It'd <laughs> be a much uh, different story. <laughs> thanks to a fantastic book by Andrew Kolb, who uh, wrote both a Neverland setting book and an Oz setting book, which we may explore sometime in the future. Um, here's hoping. Uh, these gentlemen, uh, Sam and Dylan, will be playing some... Uh, we're kind of combining two minions and misfits. Actually, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be playing uh, pirates who are also sometimes skeletons. Whoa. Um, Part-time. Part-time uh, skeleton. Some, Full-time pirate. Some min- <laughs> right, some minions of the uh, the well-known, infamous Captain Hook. Mm. So Captain you guys James have that to look T. forward to. Um, next week, we'll likely publish Sam's pilot from the start of season the one pilot you know yes uh last week you guys heard uh what would it, things have been like if gorfit had never met weehawk and now you'll get to listen and see what would have happened if weehawk had never met gorfit oh. um spoiler alert osnick is in both of those things <laughs> but yeah so please mm. do tune in uh we'll be re- releasing new episodes of season two coming very very soon um so regarding uh season two uh you may have noticed that we're obviously shifting to a different game uh into the odd or is that this what the system's called yeah, yeah that's what's called yeah well anyway we're shifting to that uh which has been in the plan for a while but we also uh if we're just being honest are, are waiting to see what wizards of the coast says about their ogl which affects how uh creators like us can publish D stuff and you know we strongly believe that you know, the culture of Dungeons and Dragons for the past 20 years has been to let third party creators like us uh, do what we want to do. And that actually helps the gaming community as uh, as a whole. And so we really would hate to see that end because one company wants to, you know, make more money. And so creators much more successful than us, to be more specific. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not making anyone money. We're losing ourselves money. But um, but no, but, but we we. May return to D and D in the future, but for right now sure we are waiting. At some point, oh yeah, you know. oh, but yeah. we are waiting to see what the results of that are. And if you want more info on that, just Google right. OGL, yeah. and you'll find a whole lot. Yeah, um, but there's lots yeah. and lots of type other it into RPGs YouTube out there, and just start watching videos. Yeah, there's lots of information yeah. regarding the OGL. There's tons of other RPGs. Like we're gonna have a blast with everything around. So, but one of the big, I think one of the big pros to using a new system is if you look at D and D, it's structured so that everything culminates in a battle. Your, your characters yeah. are leveled up for a battle. And mm. if you've been listening to us, really fighting is not a huge part of our podcast. Well, um, and that was deliberate on my front, too, as a DM, because yeah. there's nothing worse than listening to D&D combat on a podcast. It's the worst. <laughs> that's, that's part of what I didn't like the much as much about... The uh, finale? Morkborg. No, Morkborg oh. is because <laughs> the, first, like, the first combat took about two or three times longer than it needed to because you guys' roles were so bad. No, we were it's rolling like, like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, no wants meant to sto- who wants the story to grind to a halt because pe- two people can't hit each other in a yeah, combat. For sure. That's, and we're, so we're a narrative based thing. Yeah. Combat based. And again, yeah. combat's great when you're like at a table on a grid with minis, 
But when you're just listening to an audio format, it sucks, guys. It sucks. <laughs> so anyway, these new uh, new systems will allow us to kind of experiment with that. And we would love your feedback as listeners, as, as even though there are not a whole lot of you, but the ones that we do Sam, have, we're Sam, super you're grateful starting, for. You're starting, you're starting to sound desperate with these reaching outs. So contact know. us, please. <laughs> I know. Support us. Make us a Patreon and pay us. No, but please. Wait, make us a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> we are supposed to do that part. <laughs> no. But thank you to everyone who I don't listens. I think Sam knows how this works. <laughs> no. I want the money. No. Um, we're going to have to have another production meeting about this. Yeah, we're going to have to have another talk. <laughs> we should have focused no, but... less on episode titles and more on finances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What, what uh, Sam is saying is exactly right. Like, we love all of you guys, and we want to, you know, Eat some vegetables with our meat. D&D is the first thing that everybody thinks of when they think yeah, of a tabletop a RPG. Drug. And part of what we want to do is broaden our horizons and broaden Your you guys' horizons, horizons too, yeah. as listeners. We want to show you new games you could play. Um, yeah. There's a famous bit of online advice regarding D&D that I like to give out. Is that anytime somebody starts complaining about something regarding D&D, you simply respond with, have you tried not playing D&D? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, the, part of the exploration of all this has been, I've been finding so many cool games because of this too. So like, there's just so much out there. Oh, it's going to be so much yeah. fun. We've named at least five of them yeah, in, easily. This, in this very episode. Uh, but no, we, we love you guys and we're thankful to all of you for listening. Yeah. Get ready for more fun stuff. We are super yeah. excited to be taking this journey with you guys. Thank you again for listening. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>